My people, my people, what up, though? want to welcome y'all to episode 22 of the Fishbowl Podcast. You know who it is. It's everybody's favorite asshole. Here are my sis, Top Boogie. What up, sis? Hey, family. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You know, chilling, killing. But not killing. Not definitely not killing. Dad. <laughs> How good though, man. I don't even, where did that even come from? Killing and killing. I don't know. I don't know. It, uh, it must have been a cool ass killer at some point. It must have been a cool ass killer somewhere at some point. Okay, calm down. Like a cool hitman. All hitmen are cool. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They they wear sunglasses and shit and gloves. Exactly. Sunglasses and gloves is cool in my book. You can't go bad with go wrong with that. I th- I don't think. No, no. How you been though, man? How you been? I have been absolutely amazing. I just got back off vacation. I went to Colorado. That was really fun with some friends. Um, how about yourself? Been good. I've been good. Um, yeah, I've been good. I've been good. Uh, I ain't just get back off no vacation. I'm out here living my life like you. You You've been totally life did. Like you. you were on vacation the week before me. Don't play me. Out here living your life like it's gold. It's like the last year and a half. Just carefree in the motherfucker. <laughs> with your dick in the wind. I don't have a dick, number one. And number two, I don't have no kids, so I can live this way. Very true. I can't wait till you have kids because they're expensive as fuck and they fuck your life up. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> no, Thank um, you for the yeah. well wishes, sir. You're welcome. You ready to get the show started? Absolutely. Let's get it. Okay. Um, to start off the show, I want to send well wishes, good luck wishes, black, excellent energy, everything, all that to Media Mobile Byron Allen. Uh, for those who don't know who Byron Allen is, he is the chief executive and owner of Entertainment Studios. He is the guy, the black guy that's all over the news for just purchasing. Um, He just purchased the Weather Channel. Um, He also owns like 50-something other channels. Uh, He's actually suing Comcast on a racial bias dispute. Um, He's won in two courts already. And the reason this is important is because it's going in front of the Supreme Court because in one of the disputes, he Comcast brought up the Civil Rights Act of 1964 uh, as a way to try to tell him that he couldn't sue them. Um, now, basically, if he loses his lawsuit, the Civil Rights Act of 1964 will be overturned. Uh, for those who don't know what the Civil Rights Act of 1964 means, it just means that if you're um, originally it meant if you were African-American and you were discriminated against in the workplace, that you had the right to bring up legal action against who, your workplace. Um, if it's overturned, you can't do that anymore. They can, it basically, it's basically an open discriminatory policy that they can use against you. Um, President Donald Trump is actually on Comcast side. What I mean by when I say he's on Comcast side, he's actually – Sending someone there, they'll get 30 minutes in front of the court of peace. Comcast gets 30 minutes. Byron Allen gets 30 minutes to state their case. Um, President Donald Trump, Comcast has decided to allot 10 of their minutes to someone from Donald Trump's cabinet uh, who's going to speak on behalf of the president in their favor. Um, Byron Allen went to the National Black Caucus to get signatures to back him. Um, He got 
about half of them to sign. A lot of them didn't sign, um, including presidential candidate Camilla Harris. For those who don't know, she's uh, I don't which I don't understand. Um, but we have to send well with him she because him, but it affects anybody African-American or minority who can't be discriminated against in the workplace. Absolutely. And I can't wait to see how this turns out so that we can um, actually really um, deep dive into it on the show after they make a verdict. Yeah, yeah it's uh, very important. So, you ready to get the show started? Because we, we start out with, with a, a punch. Um, I, I stay ready, so I ain't got to get ready. What up, though? Okay, so it's been all over the news, trending topic. I think it had uh, 2.6 million tweets were tweeted about it over the, the last week. Um, T.I. was recently on a podcast, and he talked about how he gets, every year he sets up a gynecologist visit, to take his daughter to the gynecologist to get her hymen checked so that he knows that she's still a virgin. Um, I'm going to start off by asking your thoughts on that. What do you want me to say? I, I want to hear what you got to say as a band because I'm sick of y'all. You're not you sick of me. Uh, you say something. <clears throat> Talk to your people. I think Fuck, I'm I think this is fucking absurd, and I think it's honestly, I think it's odd, I think it's weird, I think it's it sounds more of a man pushing the insecurities he's had and the way he's Let me he's just interrupt you for a second. The level of ownership that you people feel over a woman's virginity and a woman's body is absolutely ridiculous. And it's getting that, worse. That's literally it's all I have to the say. Plan of plan. This sounds like it's in the same field as the Planned Parenthood dispute and, and women, men trying to control women's bodies. Um, it's the exact same. I don't know. It comes off as this. It's it's more. It comes off as disturbing. It does. Um, I understand being a father. I understand wanting to protect your child. But m the first red flag to me was that the fact that he. He said his sons were already having sex, and he joked about how he was proud of his sons for having sex. Um, yet he didn't think about the fact that at the end of the year, you're, you're not putting a chastity belt on your son. Um, he didn't exactly. think about the his fact that his son is at least four years older than his daughter, by the way. So let's his, just make he was that talking, perfectly speaking clear. Speaking of his youngest son, his youngest son, who's only 14. That's not his youngest, but yeah, talk, yeah. And and he thought that like when all of this happened, like the little boy was on tour by himself. It doesn't seem as though the women in the family have the same. Let me just say that number one, I admire Ti for what he is, but he is also very problematic when it comes to women's rights and women's issues. Yes, you can be all down and good and well for black people, but you're all you also have daughters who you should be wanting to promote as women. You have a wife who you should want to promote as a woman. And he has been very problematic in promoting women's issues, both publicly and privately within his marriage. Like it it he this is some baby back bullshit. And I am really like fuming at the fact that he felt like 
not only this is okay to do, but this is okay to motherfucking say out loud. There's a problem here. I, I think it is. Um, one thing that stuck out to me was the fact that it's there that that double standard there, obviously. Of you know, it's okay with my son having sex, but I'm not okay with my daughter having sex. But he's not thinking about the fact that the girl your son is having sex with is somebody's daughter. Exactly. Um, Where's so the rationality? Your son to have the that you you're trying to get these boys to have for your daughter. Um, the the second red flag is she's 18. <laughs> I don't I I don't get it. I just don't. Um, and is it? At first, there was a lot of controversy. Some people were for it. Some people were against it. And not, and then people went to saying, well, obviously she signed off on it. But actually, um, it was... You can't sign off on was, that. You can't. Well, it was revealed on Rosenberg's podcast. Well, not podcast. It's Rosenberg's show on Hot 97. They were talking about it on the radio. And it was actually revealed that his daughter had got on Twitter and liked a lot of the stuff that were against his dad's views, that were saying a lot of the stuff that was saying that his dad's backward, backward thinking and stuff. So she doesn't like this. This isn't. I, this, I think bullshit. that makes it that she doesn't like. And and that's one thing because when you're sitting there in a doctor's office and the doctor and your parent is literally sitting right there and the doctor says, "Well, can I tell him?" Like that's pressure in itself. It should never happen that way, ever. If you want to involve your parents in your medical decisions, then that should be your choice after you are seen by the doctor. Not while, not before, not to say, well, do you want him to know your results afterwards? No. If I tell you to give him the results after you have already checked me, that's one thing. And also, hymens can be broken in a lot of different ways, people. Like, I just think that this is backward, hillbilly, male chauvinistic caveman ass thinking and we have evolved past that it's none of his goddamn business if his 18 year old daughter is having sex or not i'm sorry people who feel like you are entitled to your daughter's virginity you're not you're just not um i agree uh i don't know i don't know this is i think the I think okay for me honestly the first thing I thought about was it wasn't even the fact that he said what he said or he's doing what he's doing I think the first thing I thought about is that this is an 18 year old girl whose family is in the public eye and he just publicly embarrassed her by putting her business out there like that and then to top it off said she's a virgin and don't nobody want a virgin because they're too much work so you're literally equating her worth to the fact that she's a fucking virgin. Like, so what does that tell your daughter versus what that tells your son? Like, this, I agree. this is, babe, like, I, this really upsets me. And, and let me just say that, like, I like T.I. and I admire him for what he's doing. But like I have said, you can be brilliant in one way and still be problematic in another. And I think that he needs to evolve a little bit in the way that he thinks about and addresses women. It, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Um, that shit's disturbing, man. Like, 
and he he thought it was funny. And apparently, the the girls, the the ladies, the women that whose podcast he were on, they actually deleted the whole show from their podcast link and apologized. For one thing, I would have did so, was delete it because you have to sell okay. by, you have to. I I have a problem with that as well because those two women sat on that podcast and when he said that instead of sticking up for that little girl in that moment and taking the opportunity as a woman to say hey let's talk about how you feel possessive over your daughter's virginity and maybe trying to change his mind from a woman's point of view, someone outside of his family, outside of his box, outside of his bubble. They didn't do any of that. They sat on that podcast and they laughed. And then when there was backlash, they put it all on T.I. I think that's bullshit. They are just as responsible as he is because they took, they missed an opportunity as women to stick up for another woman and maybe change what can happen to her around her next birthday. I agree. And I think this is a perfect example of him thinking because he, he funds her lifestyle, I guess, as his child that, he has say so over her body, and she's not a prostitute. She's not. I don't know. I don't know. I, it, I just find that disturbing to me. And I'm not trying to tell him how to parent. I'm not. People me parent either. in different me ways. Either. I understand. I understand there are different ways of parenting. A million different ways. There's things I do as a parent that people may not approve of or like or Absolutely. do. To, I think this is. It's more of a boundary issue and overstepping your boundaries, even with your child. Your child should also have boundaries. I agree. And I think that in America, there is a gross obsession with um, female virginity and female purity. And I think that this is just really indicative of that. And I'm not just talking to T.I. Um, I am talking about him because I have seen the way that he is has addressed the females in his life as far as his dominant mannerisms um but this is this is a a world problem this is not a ti and his daughter problem this is things that you see in societies across the world over and over again played out in the same way over and over and over again and we as women and this is my issue with what happened on the podcast we do not stick up for one another enough um, they should have taken that opportunity to have a conversation with T.I. about why what he was doing was grossly wrong and inappropriate. I agree. I definitely agree with you on that. I don't know. It's, it's, uh, he got the world buzzing, I can tell you that much. Let's move on to the next topic. <laughs> this was a funny one to me, um, and that's the reason I wanted to talk about it. Because I want to know how much, how fed up you actually have to be to do this. Um, so a man named Everick L. Thomas, 40-year-old man, made contact with, with his probation and parole officer in the parking lot of the state probation and parole officer in Monroe. Thomas told his officer that he was sick and tired of selling drugs and he wanted to turn himself in. He was sick and tired of being sick and tired. I think that that it you have to like at that point he was not in it for the money he was in it for the lifestyle lifestyle fed up with the lifestyle maybe he's using jail as a form of like 
street life rehabilitation for himself. Um, maybe he's going to get out and he's going to be, you know, completely changed and his life is going to be different. Um, I think it's absolutely fucking ridiculous to turn yourself in. <laughs> And be, they, I, boy, like, they, just change they your life. They found $17,000 worth of drugs on him. What the fuck? Like, I would have sold. No. Billy, I he don't He bought care. the he still had in his, his possession. They found marijuana, ecstasy, cocaine, and he he brought a bag with everything in there and said he was tired of selling drugs. They said it was it okay. was it was priced at around seven. I would at least got rid of my product, had me a little stash when I came home. So I could buy myself a Kooji sweater or something. Number two, I, no, no. I would have gotten, not at least. That was the first thing I would have done. All $17,000 of this product is going to be sold and accounted for. I'm going to stack my chips. Number two, I am not going to turn myself into the police. I'm going to get a motherfucking job and become a productive member of society as so many um people who have profited from illicit things before me has done. I'm not turning myself in. That is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. I would do a lifestyle change. He did a complete... He didn't even this do a could He did like a 90. That, he did a 90. He could have took that 17 grand, used it as a 10% down payment on a $100,000 apartment, bought it, rented it out, had at least some residual income coming in, and could have kept flipping his money. Instead, this nigga just handed $17,000 worth of paraphernalia to the cops. Watch ghosts go out like this on power. Watch this nigga turn himself in and just say he's tired. This (laughs) week in World's Dumbest Criminals. Like, I I don't don't understand. I, I, I would never, ever, ever voluntarily turn myself in for a motherfucking thing. So I'm. I don't care how I'm tired I am. So I know I would turn myself. In. I'm not trying to go to jail for nobody. Exactly. He's. It's something. It's something deeper. He was running from something. There's something on the street that he was running from because nobody wants to go to jail. No, I think it, 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 it very well could be what it is. Um, it's not like somebody's gonna kill this man. It, and that's the only way I'm turning myself in to get away from street justice. But even even still, you can get that in jail because it's nothing to have somebody shank your ass. It's like, what, two packs yeah. of cigarettes and some ramen noodles, a, a noodle cup? He could have at least took the money to the, got the money, took it to his mama so he could get him some good noodles, uh, you know, the noodles with the motherfucking beef jerky and sliced up in it and shit while he was in there. I'm, and, and I'm sure there would be, you know, I just, I can't believe he turned over the drugs. Like, that's just stupid. I don't understand. That's, that's very dumb. That's very, that's very, very dumb. He swallowed a bag of cocaine, took, got some in the jail, sold it or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's a lot of stuff he could have did. Oh, Anything would have been better than what he topic. actually. I agree. I agree. Uh, we were going to move on to the next topic. Man, I hate to do this to my guy, man, my guy, my guy, LBJ, the chosen one, the king, the goat, LeBron, man. Look, man, that motherfucking hairpiece coming off in the middle of a game, dog. Listen, man, you got to get rid of it. I love you to death, my favorite player. I think you're the greatest player of all time, in my opinion. But you got to let the hairpiece go, bro. At least get the plug. Get the little grass. 
Shit, Tiger and Tory Lanez just got to hit their doctor up something, man. But we can't. We got to get. They are looking good. We got to get rid of this hairpiece, man. I mean, they restored Tiger's whole hairline, my guy. Like you, you worth too much money to be rocking Beijing and a goddamn hairpiece. Tragic. Yo, what did you think about like, when you saw the video of the hairpiece? It looked like somebody peeled his muffin cap back blue. Like I, <laughs> it didn't look like he was getting scalped, bro. <laughs> bro, like I just you, I, I, mm-hmm. I'm sympathetic to it- men losing their hair. But he has to understand that he plays basketball like there's going to be a certain level of contact. In any game, that is possible to happen. Maybe he just feels like he doesn't, like, he he can't have a sore scalp, so that's why he can't have the surgery. Because, like, he Shut plays basketball. And he I'm, I'm he, has, the whole, he has, like, two months in off-season where he can it's the I looked it up. It's the same-day procedure. Why? Why you looking up? You because trying to get me like why he was. I wanted to know why he was why he was fucking with the Beijing and the hairpiece like he's some broke nigga out here. Maybe that's maybe he just wants to feel he doesn't want to feel old and I think that sometimes when you get the actual have to look in the hair transplant surgery and he's young you know he doesn't want to feel like that's a step that he needs to take just yet he wants to hold on to as much of his youthfulness as he possibly can i think at this point either he's gonna have to just go bald or do the surgery because that was horrible what happened in that game he needs to do with all great got all guys who are starting to go bald do and like I don't have much longer with hair. You know what I'm saying? You can get the surgery. Get the ball fade. What'd you say? You can get the surgery too. No, just get the ball fade. You you want you wanna you wanna, you know what I'm saying, still look good, you know, whatever. Just go with the low cut ball fade. Your barber can do it upright. I don't know why he he feels as if he wants to have his hair grown out. Maybe his barber can't do a ball fade right. If, your, if you a billion barber can't do a ball, he got the wrong goddamn barber. And he got a show called The Barber Shop. Like, he need to really get his shit together because this is not looking good. Got, he ain't never got his – He ain't they, on that show, they've never cut nothing but the back of the foundation. They don't touch that uh, that hair piece on top. Like on Coming to America when Cuba Gooden Jr. sitting in the chair and he's cutting around his afro. Dude literally had the clippers. Dude had the clippers just fucking up the whole back of his head. Just shake <laughs> the shit out of the <laughs> Oh, LeBron, yeah. Man, I am all for giving it Kobe up. got it. It's a lot of great great men out here doing great things. Rock and ball phase, man. You get you got the beard. You can not to mention it, it saves you money. It lasts longer between haircuts. Like, come on, bro. Come on, bro. You making us look bad out here, B. You got too much goddamn money to be rocking that that motherfucker for for that shit on your head to have some shit on his head. <laughs> how, how how would you feel? Let me ask you this. You listening? How would you feel if you dated someone who got a man weave, or you found out that he had a man weave later? No. 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 Like you, you no. Know what I'm saying y'all. 
y'all all good, and then one day he like, I got to go get my hair cut. No, okay, say this. Scenario, whole scenario right here. Y'all wake up, y'all have a good night, whatever, woo woo He's in the bathroom in the shower. Uh, you're like, babe, what do you got to do today? You're talking to him while he's in the shower. He's like, I got to go get my hair cut, whatever. You're in the bathroom with him. He gets out the shower. His whole fucking cap done peeled back because he had to take his hair piece off because he got to get replaced today. What do you do? Okay, so you know me, and I'm completely inappropriate in those types of situations. I would probably hit him with a, what are those? And, like, point and laugh. So it's it's honest. Like, my point in saying this is not to be mean. That's just my personality. You have to know who you're dating and know who you can spring this kind of shit on. I'm not one of those people because my natural reaction is going to be comedic. I am going to laugh and poke fun because I don't know what else to do in that kind of high pressure situation. However, I just think if you're upfront about it with people in the beginning, like don't hide it, don't let a big be in oh, no, I don't at know. It. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel about you women ain't at the first day, women ain't ain't talking about yeah, this is a quick or this is a sewing. They're not telling you none of that. These ain't my real eyebrows. This is a quick week. Out of my hair three inches long. Women ain't out here telling you that. Why should a man have to tell you that he got a hair, hair not even hair implants, because the implants are real. They, you know, your hair keeps growing, you get it cut, whatever. But it's a man weave is what I'm talking about. Why should a man have to tell a woman that he's got a man weave? I'm going to tell when you. Y'all ain't out here telling brothers on date that, that, that your bald head scallywag. Well, because two things. Number one, I think that most men nowadays assume that bitches don't got no hair. Because I've had a couple guys that I've dated been surprised that I have actual hair, which is crazy to me. Uh, and edges. I got both. Boom, baby. Long hair, don't care. No, I'm just <laughs> um, <laughs> But I also think that men should be more upfront about it because Ain't nobody really making fun of girls out here for having weaves and all that stuff. But a girl will throw a joke at a dude for having it or say something insensitive. So I just think like if you say it up front and you're confident in it, then there's nothing anybody could say that would. I don't know. It's just weird. I think a guy should tell you. No, that's a lie, Tasha. Imagine a man. You, you meet a man on the first day. Y'all going on a little tender date or whatever. He pop up with. He, you know, wave check, got the 360 swimming, the beard got the oil lit all, all creased up, you know what I'm saying, combed up and everything. He look well-groomed. Y'all sit down, y'all about 30, 45 minutes into the day, and he like, yeah, you know, um, you having a great time, and he just tells you, by the way, this isn't my real hair, this is the hair piece. That, that, there's no actual way to bring that up in conversation. Billy, but uh, I'm just really surprised that that's your point of view because you're all for telling everybody, like, legitimately everything on the first day, like, putting all your business on the table and then saying, if you like me, then here it is. So why wouldn't you say that on the first date? Like, why wouldn't you tell them? I don't understand. I'm, like, I'm, maybe it's I'm not a big deal to other to people, my, but they, to they me. Get to see my ball. Like, if, I date, if I'm on a date, they, they, they're going to see the ball fade on the first date. You know what I'm saying? They saw when I hollered at them, they're going to see it on the first day. I agree with that. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, like, to me, I just don't think, 
I'm not attracted to a guy who wears that. Either have a bald head or don't have a bald head. But I don't like that man weave in the middle. And I don't like a dude with a man weave for his beard either. Like, I understand why men say that when women wear wigs and eyelashes and all this shit, it's catfishing. Like, you out here, you done catfished me with a whole beard. You beard fished me. I don't, I don't want that. Okay, so at least you admitted that because a lot of women these days are mad that men talk about them, about how they don't like women who wear a weave. They want a woman who's natural. You know, care. some men do prefer that. Some men do prefer that. And there's some women who get mad about that. So, then I, I think that's a fair trade. If, if you don't want a nigga doing that, you don't do it to a nigga. And, and, and believe me when I say I don't. First of all, I don't wear wigs because I sweat in my head too much. I tried to wear a wig through the Atlanta airport, nigga. I pulled it off before I even got to my destination. It was just walking around with straight backs. Like, I'm not that bitch. So, I don't want that you, in you, my You was walking around looking like Cleo from Set It Off. Sure, and the fuck was in the Atlanta airport, and I do not care. It was hot. I don't understand how bitches is out here wearing wigs um all day, every day, anyway. I personally, my scalp needs to breathe, so I can't do it. But hats off to those who can. I'm not interested in dating a man who has a man weave. If that's what you into, then be into it. You have your man weave, and she got her weave, and then y'all can be together. But I'm not into that. And I don't feel like there's anything wrong with people being honest about that. I'm not saying that there's not attractive men out here who have man weeds. Not saying that. I just don't want one of them. I, this is what I told myself. I was like, you know, obviously, like, I, I rock the ball favor. At some point, I'm just going to cut it all off. I'm just going to make sure I'm in amazing shape by that point. Like, you know, I can be bald, <laughs> but a bald nigga with a nice beard and a six-pack, it's hard. To, it's hard to say something to like you know what I'm saying. So that's my thing. I'm just gonna enhance other features of myself when I no longer have hair. That's hilarious, but I think it's a good idea. Like, and and there's nothing wrong with that. At the same time, like, I think people should do whatever makes you happy. But if somebody is not attracted to what makes you happy, then that's fine. Move on to the next person. Everybody's style isn't for everyone else. I don't know how we I'm going to find you a nigga with a man Let me do one on you when I come home in December. Uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. I, I got enough hair to where I think I'm straight right now. I'm straight. Okay, I'm I watch good. the videos on Facebook. I give you 360. No, straight up. Um, my, my son's mom's uncle or her her aunt's husband he does man weaves and i follow him on, i follow him on instagram and i swear he's probably charging like three or four hundred and his instars last like a month like this shit is crazy and the shit looks so real honestly i i a woman would never be able to tell unless it started raining or she pulled your hair no it's it's like glued on and the shit say it, it's it's the same process as putting in like a, a what's it called, um, lace front, I guess. I think that's what it's called, a lace front. Billy, but this is what I'm saying. LeBron slipped back. Like there, there can always be a slip back. Yeah, and Le, that's my LeBron thing got a cheap one. Like that's the only thing that's fucking me up. I know where LeBron hell he got a cheap one. Had the nerve to go to a goddamn uh, to to he he in. In L.A., so he's probably at the fucking Sloss and Crenshaw swap meet 
Hey, that nigga <laughs> ended up buying the goddamn. He was at the swap meet, bought a man we from an Asian, little Asian, that little Asian man. Said, I, I have half for you. <laughs> but I, I, I LeBron, he, he gotta, just go with the ball fade, man. You can go back to rocking the headband, whatever. Just cut it off. It got to go, man. At this point, that shit is, is a monstrosity. It has to go expeditiously. I agree. Get it out of here. So let's uh, go ahead and move on to the next topic. So Walmart is pretty much about to get rid of all humans. Um, Walmart are, right now they're testing out robot janitors that will mop the floors, scan shelves, and sort items. Walmart is trying to make themselves um, kind of like where you don't really need to come to the store anymore, where they'll deliver the groceries to you. Like, they were even trying to test Pilot where they would come and put the groceries in your refrigerator, which I think is fucking overkill. So basically what I feel like they're trying to do is because they feel like minimum wage is going to be raised, they want to fire all these people across the country in cities where they benefit from tax cuts for hiring these people. And then they want to hire make fucking robots to do the jobs instead. Like, I'm not interested in going to a Walmart run by robots. Let me talk to Robot Karen, the manager, please. Like, I just don't think it's a good idea. They've already gotten rid of the two cashiers on the 14 registers that they have and outsourced. And now most Walmarts are doing, they have nothing but the self-checkouts now. I don't work at Walmart. I don't go to Walmart to bag my own groceries. Fuck that. And that's the thing. Like, I was I was always the, one of the people complaining, like, you know, Walmart ain't never got no lanes open. Whoop de whoop, whoop de whoop. But now I'm like, I'm not trying to bag my own shit, bro. Like, I'm, like, I'm too sedity for this shit. Like, I do not want to bag my own fucking groceries. Like, this is the grocery exactly. store. I feel like y'all should bag for me. This is beneath me at this point. Like, what the fuck? Like, no. Like, I feel like Walmart wants you to literally come in there and do their jobs for them, and then they want to charge you money for it. That's psychotic. That's exactly what the fuck it is. I don't know. It pisses me off. I used to work at Walmart. Um, I worked in the men's clothing section for about almost four years. Probably the easiest job I've ever had. I literally didn't do anything. I never was trained on a register. When they called for register help, I was never the person that was coming up there. I literally walked around Walmart all day with headphones in listening to music. I wouldn't even wear a blue shirt to work. I would just wear any color I wanted. And people would always have to ask me, like, excuse me, sir, do you work here? Because I didn't wear a badge either. <laughs> he was just living was, your best life like, Walmart style. I was one of those employees that once you get in, you finesse the fuck out the system. Like, I was there for about maybe five months. And I was actually, it was five months out of those four years that I actually worked. And then I figured out, well, all my managers, they leave at 5 o'clock. So I switched my schedule to where I didn't, I was a college student, switched my schedules to where I did. I never worked mornings again. I only worked from 5 to 11. Well, from 5 to 11, there were no managers in the Walmart that I worked at. So what I would do is I'd come in at 5, I'd clock in, um, I'd go hang out with, like, just walk around the store, talking to people that I knew. Um, on my breaks, my 15 minutes were 30s. My hour lunch breaks were like two-hour lunch breaks. Like I just go to sleep in my car. Um, you were never able to find me when I was there. Um, I was an awful employee. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. 
I finesse the shit out of the system because I, I really, like, I come in from 5 to 11, the next day they'd be like, they they like, they leave a note or talk to me when I came back in at 5 the next day, like, hey, you didn't, you know, you didn't fold. And none of the cameras at Walmart work, by the way. They're cheap as shit. Their cameras don't work. Um, they'd be like, you didn't fold clothes last night. I'd be like, yeah, I did. It was just a lot of people shopping. So they never say anything to me. I, that was always my excuse. Um, I just didn't do nothing while I was there, basically. So my question is, as a former Walmart employee, how many jobs do you think this is actually going to affect? Okay, so the jobs that it'll affect, the whole, they, they'll get, if it works, they'll get rid of most of their third shift. Um, because they will have, uh, other than the people who unload the trucks, they can get rid of the shell stockers. If, what they'll do is it'll probably be a way for people to insert a, insert the items into a machine and the machine takes and stacks the items. So that goes from being two people in an aisle to one person, or it, it'll cut down half of their employee list. Um, door greeters are already being outsourced, which door greeters are always old retired people anyway who are just looking for a part-time job. Um It'll outsource a, a lot, millions of jobs at Walmart, probably. Hence, my issue with Walmart is it's all they call themselves a Christian company, yet it, every move that they make and everything that they do is about the bottom line. I don't like that. Well, this is the thing. This is the thing. And looking at it from a business perspective, now is the time to be – now you – you have to go from being an employee of Walmart to the the person who is hired by Walmart to fix the machines. I think that's just the next a logical step. And I think a lot of times we forget that things are outsourced. They bring in machines to new new jobs. There's always another job within that job that'll probably pay more. Imagine going from stocking a shelf for nine dollars an hour to it comes in to fix machines when they broke down for $22 an hour. I absolutely agree with that, but we in America are so not focused on those types of manual labor jobs um, that we tend to not even think of those as an option for things that we could do. So that's a very good point. Thank you for pointing that out. Sometimes you're smart. Yeah, I think, I think um, later, the, the latter part of our generation, and the the generation coming in, I think there is going to be more of a boom in a demand for trade skills. I agree, and I'm I'm excited that we're moving towards that because I think trade jobs are amazing jobs, and oftentimes they pay more than jobs that you have to spend thousands of dollars in school getting an education. Yeah, you 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 walk into a trade job. Um, doing trade labor, making more than most people with a master's degree. You can walk into a $67,000 job. Exactly. So I'm, I'm glad that society is kind of moving back towards trade labor. Now if we could I mean, you can walk to, to being a maintenance man at a factory making $25 an hour or a diesel mechanic making almost 30 So. You know, jobs like that are in, are in high demand as long as you're willing to put in the work. 
Yeah, I'm. I'm. If jobs like that are really coming available, I might go pick up a trade and <laughs> get me a trade job. My damn self. I honestly wish if I would. I, I always said if I if I would have had the opportunity again, I probably would have trade. Would have went and probably did a trade. At least for a little while. Yeah, I mean it's something that you can do and stack your dough, and then go get a business business degree and like really make money from it. You know. Yeah, I agree. So, next topic: Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, there is a a young man named Lorenzo Gilbert. They hired the first men cheerleader in the NFL. What your thoughts? I think this is absolutely amazing. His pictures look so cute and darling. Um, I don't know if, you know, everybody knows that it's not exactly, huh? I said, my nigga, did you just say darling? Yeah, I didn't say darling. He he looks really cute. Um, I, it's not exactly easy to be a cheerleader for the NFL because they generally don't get paid the way that we think that. And there's a lot of requirements that you have to meet. So I just find it amazing that he is like the first male cheerleader for a professional team. Um, I'm going to actually watch a Bucks game so and see if maybe I can spot him on the field or whatever. I know they don't like show. If I'm not mistaken, they get paid per game. And it's it's not a lot of money per game either. Like I was just watching a thing where they were saying like back in the day it was like twenty five dollars per game. Like it was like not a lot. So um, it's it's not like they generally have to have an actual career in addition to being a cheerleader um, for a professional right. team. So I just think that it's amazing, and I think that it's. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I find it odd, though. Like, cheerleading basically essentially dies after high school for a lot of young ladies. I mean, and, and the crazy part is it's so huge of a moneymaker for, um, like, cheer force and elementary school students and kids that age. They travel all over the world to cheerlead in these huge competitions where the where these companies, like, these cheer companies get paid $10,000 per every win and stuff like that. And that's how they make, that's how a lot of people make their living by starting like cheerleading organizations. And then in high school, they do it as well. And then it dies. It just dies off. Like there's no competitiveness. There's not a competitive league for cheerleading for adults. It seems like. I don't know what the, you know, what the reason behind that is, but I think that like, it may just be because cheerleading hasn't necessarily always been a part of, um, competitive or professional sports. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, but well, one so of the guys really, I work with, his, he has a, he had a younger daughter and he said she cheerleaded. She was a cheerleader and he said she, he spent him and his wife in a year had spent about $15,000 on travel and all kinds of other stuff because she was a cheerleader. No, I'm sorry. I mean, I don't know if you know, but it is big money for these underage uh, young ladies. Yeah, no, I I know. And um, I I completely get why it is. I don't really understand why it's not necessarily more – popular or more competitive at an adult age. 
Um, but I do know that high school cheerleading is like a really big thing. I, I don't know if college has like actual competitions. Um, I don't think I knew any cheerleaders when I was in college, but I know that we had them. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's amazing that this young man has been chosen to be the first male professional cheerleader. Um, I think that it's very indicative of where we are in 2019. We're in a very um, more so open era. I think in spite of all the other things that's going on around us, we're still seeing great gains and people just being open to be who they are and the world accepting them for that. So I think that this is wonderful and I'm excited to watch a game and maybe spot them on the field. Yeah, I think it's dope. I think it's dope. Um, let's go ahead and move on to the next topic. Next topic is one, and or actually uh, one you sent me, and I thought it was very interesting. I'm glad you wanted to include it on the show. So New Jersey, uh, they're at the state. Uh, New Jersey's actually sending teachers to visit transatlantic slave sites in order to better understand and to better teach Black history in public schools. I thought this was fucking awesome. Okay, yes and no. I'm a little cynical, but I think it's amazing at the same time because we always say, and one of the points that they wanted to make was that it's not just going to be so that they can teach um, African-American history during um, Black History Month. It was going to be more so that they can incorporate it in their everyday history lessons. And why is it a yes and no with you? I don't trust white people to teach it right anyway. I still don't trust them to teach the actual factual version of history. I still think that they'll try to twist it and change it and make it what they want it to be, which is literally what they have done throughout history. They have rewritten the history of the world to make themselves the heroes. So I don't think that giving them the power to educate little black kids is what really needs to happen. I think that America needs to pay for black people to take a journey to Africa so that we can learn about our fucking selves is what I think needs to happen. I'm tired of white people trying to teach us who we are. I agree, but this is being backed, pushed, and spearheaded by an activist um, from East Orange, New Jersey, named Jaquie Greddington. She was a music teacher. Um, so, I think with someone who is passionate about it at the helm of it done right, this could be very good. Yeah, I she actually took I'm... a visit to Ghana and said it changed her life forever. Um, so I think, that's, like I that's... said, I think with someone who who has a real passion for it, spearheading it, and as long as they're listening to her ideas and her input, I think this can be a good thing. I absolutely agree. I absolutely think that it can be a good thing, and I think that. Um, more people need to learn the history of the slave trade so that um, we can teach it properly. I just feel like we should be more protective of that history and who is learning it. Um, I don't want to sound like a Debbie Downer here because I'm all for black kids being given the opportunity to learn their history in a factual kind of way. And in order for that to happen is we have to have teachers who are educated in a factual kind of way. Um, 
I'm just, I think I've been burned one too many times by the education system. I hope that this works, but I'm going to leave my verdict until they've actually gotten into the program. And then I, I want to revisit this topic because I don't want to be a Debbie Downer and say it's not going to work. I just want to make sure that we are protecting our own history. That's all. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. I totally agree with that. Let's see what we got next on the fishbowl. All right, so this is uh, going to have a nice little discussion about this one. Um, I know you saw it. I think everyone has, uh, especially the black community. There's been a lot of discussion, especially on Facebook and Twitter, about there was a mom who recently went viral because somebody put up a video of her spanking her kids. I wanted to know your thoughts. Holy moly, Donna Shot. Um, okay. Let me say two to three things and then we can discuss. Um, right? So number one, I don't have a problem with parents spanking their children. Let me say that. Um, I think that spankings are not always necessary. However, Sometimes they are, and sometimes a kid needs to get their ass beat to understand repercussions. I know a lot of kids who did not get spankings, whose parents tried to put them in the corner, and that shit didn't work. They were some of the most terrible people I've ever met in my life. That's one. <laughs> Part two. This should not have been recorded. It definitely should not. People are recording way too much. Put your fucking phone down sometimes. Everything does not need to be on the internet. Everything does not have to have witnesses and you don't have to have everybody's goddamn opinion about everything that happens in your house. My mom taught me what happens in my house, stay in my house. Her whooping her child's ass is a part of something that happens in her house. That shit should have stayed in her house and she needs to whoop whose ever ass recorded it and put it on the internet. Um, well, that's what she actually took to the internet to say that, um, she wasn't the one who recorded it. She didn't tell him to put it up. It's not on her page. Um, honestly, man, I agree with spankings. Um, I think the only problem I had with it was that it was recorded. Uh, she called. She called him a nigger. And uh, but apparently nigga. it was a nigger with an yeah, she, called him, she called him a nigger. Excuse Different. me. She called him a nigga, but apparently it was already discussed between her and the teacher that she was going to spank him on school grounds. But I, and I think that a lot of people jump to conclusions because I did watch her response to um, whatever the viral clip, and she was actually saying that the reason that she whooped him is because he threatened the teacher. And she, as a black parent, did not want her child to think that it was okay for him to do that. Now, she looks like a mom who is struggling, not like struggling, like as if she don't have no, like, I'm not throwing shade. I'm saying like, she looks like a mom who is doing everything that she possibly can for her child, a mom who loves her child and wants her child to do the best that it can in life. And she doesn't want him to go forward thinking that it's okay to just talk to an authority figure any kind of way. I think that's what's happened in a lot in the black community right now is we're so busy looking outside for what's right we're not disciplining our own kids and it's a lot of black kids out here it's going to be 
my prediction and i'm sorry to say this is because we're not whooping our fucking kids no more because we've bought into this european ideal of your kids don't need to be whooped black kids are gonna start shooting up schools because black parents ain't whooping their asses no more because they don't understand consequences anymore I agree. I don't um, think everything in the video was right, but I don't think she was wrong for beating her child's ass either. I I agree. I I 100% agree with that statement. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with spanking as a form of discipline. Honestly, when I first saw it, you know, I've got worse spankings. Like I'm just gonna be honest exactly. about it. Um, and I think I I I'm one of these. I don't think I don't think that a healthy disciplinary spanking i'm not talking about an abusive spanking i think there's a difference i'm not talking about an, a spanking where you're taking your own anger and whatever out on your child i'm talking about a disciplinary spanking i don't think it it correlates to mental health i keep seeing that correlation that spankings and whatever whatever make your child mentally unspent no i i got my i got my ass beat as a kid because i did bad things I was a badass. I'm serious. I was bad. I did bad things. My mom gave me spanking. And it never when, correlated to me. you had a bad day that, and you come home and decide to beat your kid's ass because your boss yelled at you at work, that's what causes mental health issues. Not correcting your child and beating, beating his ass because he did something wrong in school or he acted out with his grandparents. People need to stop letting their kids get away with every motherfucking thing and hold them accountable. Personally, I think healthy spankings are action and reaction. Um, a child does something wrong to teach him that it was wrong. You give him, a, you give him, you spank him. Agreed. The reaction is obviously not to do it again. I think it teaches. I think it's a, it's a form of right from wrong. I got spanked in school. We even got we went to a school where your parents sign off on you getting spanked. I got spanked by teachers. Gym teachers, music teachers. I've been spanked by every teacher I ever had. Custodians. <laughs> Everybody was beating your ass. <laughs> yeah, I got. I, I uh, they had a fucking janitor who used to make me get on my knuckles in the middle of the hallway and just hold that position for thirty minutes. I got hit with rulers on the inside of my hand that would take me. I mean, it was a disciplinary. It wasn't a disciplinary school, but they did spank you, and your parents were okay with that. That's the kind of school I grew up in. Um, that's the kind of environment I grew up in. I grew up in an environment where um, your teachers who surrounded you were a part of your village. They took value in you. They cared for you. So, and it takes a village to raise a child. I was firmly grew. I firmly grew up on that. If somebody from my neighborhood would have whooped my ass, my mom would have had no problem with it if I would have did something wrong. None, none whatsoever. I remember one time um, you cussed some little boy out in the neighborhood and you were like outside like screaming curse words. Mama came home and she beat your ass and then she made you go around to every one of the neighbors and apologize to them for cursing. Like you have to understand that there are consequences for the things that you do. And one of the ways that you instill a sense of consequence into your, every child is not the same. Every child does not need to have a whooping, but there are some children who need to understand that if you push too far, then there is an ultimate consequence for your actions. And, and it looked to me in that video that that was a mom saying, you've pushed me too far at this point.
not just her, the teacher as well. You think that um, those teachers would have just stood there if they didn't feel like that child needed to get his ass beat? Yeah, I I agree. I think I very I wholeheartedly agree that the, I think the teacher would have intervened if she didn't feel like it was a must, and that she look. I'm just gonna be honest. That woman is raising a young black man, and I was just telling you the other day that sometimes as children we don't understand how hard it is on our mothers to even understand what we're going through, and it's hard for us to even understand them because we're children. We don't understand the struggles of an adult who is trying to raise kids the best way they know how because we're children. We don't, we don't have to pay rent. We don't have to worry about putting food on the table. We don't have to worry about putting gas in the car, getting you to events. You know, when I was, when I was a kid, sometimes I thought, you know, my mom would yell at us. She'd be real, she'd get real upset real quick sometimes. And I was like, man, she didn't have to get, I'd be thinking to myself, she didn't have to get that mad. But now as an adult, I didn't think about the fact that my mom had just worked a 12 or 13 hour shift. My mom had walked about five miles over a bridge with busy traffic to get to work. Or the fact that she would walk back over that bridge at eight o'clock at night to pick me up from basketball practice. And we would walk home together, getting home at almost 10 o'clock at night, just so that I could play a sport. So me acting out, I can understand why, why sometimes a mom will get mad because she's thinking, I'm doing everything I can for you. I'm sacrificing everything I can for you. But as a child, we don't understand that. And I'm not justifying some of the actions that the woman took, but I am justifying the fact that I don't think she was, she anything she did was ill-intended. I completely agree. And I think that here intentions matter. Um, I do know that the teacher and the aide um, have been suspended and I did see an article where supposedly the child had been removed by CPS. I think that that is um, extreme. And I think that a lot of times those um, arms of the law sometimes reach into our communities and um, it's needless. In this instance, I don't think that there was an instance of child abuse here. I think that there was an instance of a little boy who needed who had pushed his mom to a point where she she felt like she needed to step it up another level because he had done he had stepped it up another level like sometimes you have to put the fear of god in your children and god didn't put fear in man by talking to them and putting them in a the corner that's not how it happened god destroyed the earth a lot of people are so caught up with being their children friends they, they'd rather be their child's friend than their parent, and they're not disciplining at all. And I've seen a lot of that when people started to post their reactions to it. Like, I don't know. And I and I honestly, I've I seen a lot of people who I know for a fact that were spoiled and privileged growing up saying, this is wrong, and she shouldn't have spanked him at all. Um, I don't know. I I, like I said, a lot European of the European ideals. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Because that's that's not that's not our ancestry and that's not our history. Um, I I don't understand why we feel like we need to fit into what 
the uh, the European ideals of what's right is. Um, all I know is when I have kids, don't be surprised if you come to my house and you see a kid's ass get beat because I'm not with the shits for real. The next topic. Um, I thought this was a dope one, man. Um, there is a man in Baltimore, Maryland, who's helping black men heal through yoga. Um, and his message is essentially it's okay to love yourself. Uh, Changa Bell founded the Black Male Yoga Initiative in 2015. He wanted to teach black men in the community the importance of holistic health. I think this is dope. Um, I've never even done yoga, but I, I I would definitely be into something like this. I honestly, you know, I love yoga. I think that you should do yoga. Um, I think that more black men um, should be interested in learning the practice of yoga and study and quieting their mind. Um, it is a very peaceful practice and it's also very healing. And one of the reasons that he started it was because he started doing yoga because he was having um, health issues himself. And his father had, you know, been doing yoga since he was younger. And so he picked up the practice to try and combat some of his health issues. But now he wants to inspire other black men to also become yogi instructors. So I think that you should start doing yoga and you should totally become a yoga instructor. I think that, that would be so cute for you. Um, I can't do yoga mostly because uh, my mind is on a thousand minutes. I'm thinking about a thousand things at once and I can't focus on one thing. No, once you get into the practice of just being calm, um, and, and once you really get into the practice of yoga, you're able to like shut all of that out. Like it doesn't come natural. It, well, it doesn't come easily. But once you start doing it, it'll come naturally to you. I really think that you would enjoy it, especially because I know that, like, you have a really hard time focusing. So I think that this would, yoga would be perfect for you. Well, one of my things is my mind goes to food no matter what I'm doing. It always, I always end up just thinking about food. That's because you have a fat mind. I don't, yoga might help you, your mind lose weight. You never know. I, I think you should try it though. When I come home, we're going to do family yoga. I'm down. I'll, I'll be down for okay. that. First, I'm going to hold you to that because you be agreeing to stuff on the show and then in real life, you can take down the fuck out of me. So <laughs> I'm holding you yeah, to I'll, that. I mean, I'll probably have to. So let's see what we got next. Look, man, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this shit. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Please tell me you've seen this shit that's going on between Omarion, his baby mama, and Lil Fizz. I need to know what you think about it. Yo, I watch Love and Hip Hop um, LA, and... I think this is some of the most trifling shit I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, I, I think that, and I'm not here to slut shame anybody, but I think that what April Jones is doing is nasty. I think it is really nasty. And I, I think it, it looks very much so like revenge. That's all I'm going to say. That. It, yeah. it looks like revenge. It comes off. Easily as revenge. 
and the fact that they're still working together is people have been making this big thing about Omarion being so quiet and not actually speaking up for herself and saying anything about it. Um, the coolest for those who don't know, right April Jones. I'm sorry. He's the coolest alligator in the pond right now. Just letting him roll off his back. Yeah, yeah, he really is because he's better than me. Everybody would have caught a fade. Um, but for those who don't know, April Jones is the 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 mother of Omarion's two children. Um, Omari, when I say Omarion, I'm talking about Omarion B2K. Why do I say it like that shit? I don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> April Jones is Omarion, the mother of his children. He's the singer Omarion. He's famous. Uh, Little Fizz is in the group with Omarion. He's his group mate. They're in a boy. They were in a boy band together. They're also on tour together right now. Well, Little Fizz, who was formerly Omarion's, one of his close friends and. Obviously, business parties because they're, they're they work together. They're on stage together. He is dating Omarion's baby mother. Um, they're doing a tour together right now, and Omarion's baby mother has been going on Instagram rants where she went as far as to have underwear on and slap and slap her genitalia to say that men love that and that's the reason she can get any man that she wants talking about how Omarion doesn't take care of his kids, which obviously I don't know that. That has nothing to do with me. But her dating one of his close friends and one of the men that he grew up with in Little Fizz is I feel like it is coming off and the, her Instagram and Twitter rants are coming off as nothing but vengeful, vindictive, and it's, it's all – it's like a jealousy thing. I think that um, not to mention that wait not to mention that I watched her her interview on Nick Cannon's show and Nick Cannon was like, Well, you know, um, you know, some of that stuff are you drinking or are you you know, are you intoxicated or or anything like that when you're going on these rants? And she was like, No, you know, I'm very intelligent. I have a degree in radiation science. I don't even, honest, I don't even know what the fuck that is. Mm-hmm. I've never I, heard of radio. I don't, I don't know. People can be intelligent and be crazy at the same time. Like, Kanye West is intelligent, but he's psychotic as shit. Like, just because you're intelligent, that doesn't stop your, you from be, from mentally there being something a little off in your brain. You know what I'm saying? Like, Maybe she doesn't have I'm more all worried of her about what the fuck radi- I've never heard of radiation science. I could be wrong, but I don't know. I've never met anyone. This sounds like uh one of uh, uh one of them twelve month degrees. I don't know. Radiation science might be like a radiology tech, maybe. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it. But that's yeah, not I don't, the point. I don't think that's what, I think she would have said I'm a radiology tech. I, I have a degree as a radiology tech. I, I would have rather her said that than radiation science. Because I ain't never heard of it. This sounds like a PT college degree. <laughs> hey, what are you doing? Like, she was watching the commercial and decided to get up off the couch. And Mike Cass was like, hey, what are you doing? You, right there. No, literally, the couch. that's get what it is. Off- she's like, it's it's one of those, like, radiology where she can either do, like, radiology um, 
uh, MRIs or an ultrasound or um, computer tomography. Okay. That like okay. she 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 works at a hospital. Basically, is what she's saying. Which don't necessarily make that, this, that, having a degree does not equate to intelligence. It doesn't at all. Intelligence does not equate to mental health at the end of the day. So what I, I am saying is that it all seems very like she's trying to get back at Omarion and like Fizz actually cares about her and she's using the fact that he cares about her to dig at her baby daddy a little bit. And yes, I think that I the agree. fact that and she's not getting the response that she wants a lot of people are going to be hurt. And that's what it sounds like is going to happen, um, that a lot of people will end up hurt by the end of this because of her. I agree. And I like think I that said, because I she's not getting... I don't know her no more specifically. I'm not here to speak on that, but I am here to say that I don't know if he did anything wrong. Because on Nick Cannon's morning show, all she kept saying was, she never said he cheated. All she kept saying was that he left his family. And that he doesn't well, according help to her, her because I do watch, I watch the show, and according to her, it was just kind of like he woke up one day and just moved the fuck out. Like she had, like she literally has not spoken to him. Um, they have not discussed why he left. She does not know. He just left. And after all of that happened, um she was depressed and she wasn't eating and she wasn't really able to care for herself or the children. And that's when little Fizz stepped in and ain't it time. Okay. He's a grown man. And that's when Fizz stepped in and he became like her best friend. They were just best friends. Let, let them tell it. He took care of her and he would come and get the kids and blah, blah, blah. But my thing is this, if his, if he were friends with Omarion, why stepping into the void with April. Why didn't he call his friend? Ain't that what you would have done? Why not? If anything, if I feel like one of my niggas is plaquing at being a father, I'm a check. Like, period. Um, and I would expect my friends to do the same thing with me. Exactly. Like, so I didn't, like I didn't really... I think there's a healthy way. I think there's a healthy way to have those kind of conversations with other black men. If you feel like, hey, look, dog, I'm not trying to be in your business. But this is without what's out in the world right now, especially if there's hardcore evidence, which I'm not saying that there is because we don't actually know. But what I'm exactly. saying is, if I know for a fact that I see one of my niggas is slipping on his responsibilities, I think as a black man, not only as a black man, but as a friend, it's my job to let him know, like, hey, you, you need to get your shit together. I completely agree. And him to be able to take constructive criticism when it comes to that. Yeah, but the way that they tell the story, it was never a Fizz went to Omarion. It was a Fizz stepped into that void with April. So to me, it looks like Fizz liked her. She's using him to get back at Omarion. Yeah, this, I, I still feel like something, it's, there's something more that's going to happen with this and it's not going to be good for any part, anybody involved. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that because I think that she's releasing all these videos and doing all of these inane things because she wants to get a rise out of her baby daddy. And I think she's just going to continue to escalate it until she does that. Like, 
sometimes bitches just will not let shit go until they get the response that they want. And I think she's right. one of those people. I'm gonna pray for him because Marion a better a better person than I am because I would have beat the little fizz ass out of it. Popped her a couple times, bro. I'd have my sisters beat her up <laughs> for real. Which, you know, we wouldn't we wouldn't even have needed you to tell us to whoop that bitch's ass. She'd have been whooped when you got back off tour. We got a couple more topics on the fishbowl for today. <laughs> Let's. Uh, I, I want to talk about what Kanye has been on. Um, not only did his okay. terrible ass album Jesus, not only did his terrible ass album Jesus King just drop, but he recently did an interview with Sway. You know, it's your boy Sway from MTV News. That Sway. Um, he recently did an interview with Sway where he had the audacity. It was called big black African American. Yeah, big boy. I'm sorry. He had the audacity to call black people cultureless. I wanted to know your thoughts. Okay, you're not gonna agree with me, but I agree with Kanye. So I have I have a prepared okay. statement here that I, I want you to allow me to read before you jump down my throat, okay? All right, because I'm about to, I'm definitely about to do that. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> I agree with him in an interview to in the interview to an extent. And I think that any rational person would. However, I do disagree because I feel like he has a sense of inflated ego. Um, he said that black people are cultureless. And I agree with that to a certain extent just because we don't necessarily know what our culture is. However, I disagree because black people are every motherfucking thing. Um, we don't know who we were, but we have curated this magical culture that we call American culture and the entire world watches and imitates us. So <coughs> I think that um, he's also right about our culture being brainwashed as a people. Um, but but let's let's talk about the first part about him saying that we were cultureless. So I agree that we don't have a culture in the sense of like, we don't know who the fuck we are. We don't know where we came from. We can only really trace our peoples back to our grandparents, grandparents, really, um, if you are an African-American. However, I think that American culture is African-American culture. We are the most imitated. Even people in Africa imitate us because we're just cool as shit. So our culture is the culture that everything, everybody else is trying to be. I think we have a culture. I think we just don't, we don't protect our culture enough for it to even be called ours. So go ahead and tell me what okay. you think about what I said. So the definition of culture by definition is the arts and other manifestations of human intellectual achievement regarding collectivity. Customs, arts, social institutions, and achievements of a particular nation, people, or other social group. By you, Kanye, anybody else who's saying that African Americans are culturalists, y'all demean and disrespect everything that African Americans have accomplished in this country. From Madam C.J. Walker to Malcolm X to Martin Luther King to the man who invented the stoplight to the man who invented the air conditioner, to, to the man who invented the open heart surgery. Y'all demean everything 
that they've ever done because it is literally our achievement. It is literally what we have done as a culture. I'm not still talking. If you had your turn, it's mine. Not only that, only a lost motherfucker would say that African Americans are cultureless. You know why I say that? Because we not only came over from Africa with the culture, we kept that culture and integrated it into the culture that we have now, from music to the things that we wear to everything else. We were never cultureless. We just mixed our culture so much with a new culture that it's unrecognizable. Not only the fact not not only is that a fact but our culture, the culture that we have created in America, the subset of African, of an African culture that we have created in America is so new that, yes, you would think that it's cultureless. But any, anybody who knows anything about anything understands that we integrated African culture into our culture. And, yes, yeah, sometimes you may not recognize it. You may not recognize that every hip-hop beat is essentially an Afro beat. You may, you may not recognize it in, in the things that you do to your hair when, when, in the way we wear our natural hair. You may not recognize it in the reasons that we love watermelon so much. Just because someone doesn't recognize that we still have a culture and that our, our culture has lived on and progressed and is now essentially a culture within a culture does not mean we're cultureless. You just a lost motherfucker who don't know, who doesn't see it. Kanye doesn't see it. That's why I'm saying people are listening to Kanye. When has Kanye ever actually been for the culture? When Kanye said George Bush did like black people, he was having a fucking schizophrenic rant. He's been diagnosed. Every Kanye has been a cocky, has been saying what nobody wearing polos. We thought that shit was funny. No, that shit's not funny. Kanye has been lost for a long. He was lost when he made fucking graduation and college dropout. We just didn't know. We were too dumb to fucking notice it. So for for anybody who's listening to Kanye, I honestly see them as lost at this point. Billy, because he's saying shit to become clickbait. We were. I said that we lost. We lost a lot culture when we were brought to America. There's things about who we no, are no, that we cannot remember. No, but I also said that black people are everything. We are the most copied people on the face of the planet. No, honestly, I'm there's no way to protect that. to actually there's no way for us to actually protect our culture. Because we really it, one of the biggest one of the biggest forms of flattery is imitation. People are always going to try to imitate African Americans in the black experience. That is a fact. That's just something we have to understand, come to terms with, and live with. Billy, we're saying say we're culturally demeaning anything that your forefathers and the people in this in this in, in America has done that came before you. I, I really think you're not listening knowing, to me. knowing your background, knowing that you come from a Geechee background in in this rich history, to say that we're culturally are you fucked up for that? You literally did not listen to one thing that I said, and then you got on here and repeated every single thing that I said, and then called me stupid and fucked up. That's fucked up. No, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not what just happened. Yes, it, it literally is, Billy. I I'm gonna read you back my statement, which says. I hear the statement again. Just, okay, I'm going to. 
I said I agree with him in the interview to an extent. And I think that any rational person would. I said, I literally said that black people lost a lot of our culture moving over here. So I can agree with him saying that we are cultureless to an extent. But because black people are, are at, yes, Billy, I said that at the beginning of, of what I said. I agree I with him. He in the, in, but Billy, that's okay. You're not listening. You're you're just trying to argue with me. So I'm gonna move on to my next beat. Um so then they went on to talk about um black people being brainwashed and um his political ideals. Um and he was talking about how the Black Panthers and everybody didn't fight so that all black people can be democratic uh, or vote for the Democratic Party, but so that black people could have the freedom to choose. And he is absolutely right. They were um, talking about that. But I think that uh, what's happened with Kanye West is um, he is a thinker. But the problem with him being a free thinker is that he's disconnected from the problems that the rest of us have. So he doesn't have any loyalties to the issues that you or I think are important anymore. Like he used to because he was poor. He used to because he felt the weight of what it would be like to be a black man in America. He doesn't feel those things anymore. He doesn't identify with those things anymore. So now that he's elevated to a new level of thinking, because I can think on the same level that Kanye West is thinking on, and I can think, oh, well, that makes sense, but how can I relate that back to my struggle? Kanye West struggled with the same struggle that you got. I, I honestly, I'm going to be honest. I don't think Kanye is a rational or free thinker. I think Kanye is honestly having rants, and it's because of his mental illness. The reason I say that is because Kanye says shit, but he has no claim to actually back up anything that he says. Kanye has very rarely backed up anything that he has said. He doesn't have to. He's famous. He doesn't have to show proof of you what he's saying. You can't just say shit without any facts or any factual evidence to back up anything you say. Because you it, it, it because ends up being the president gibberish. of the United States made that a law. You can literally say anything you want to without any factual basis. The reason I think that Kanye West is a free thinker is because he does have a lot of great ideals. I love what he's doing with Sunday service, even though I think that he has um, put himself on an elevated level of the same as God that is ridiculous. Like, I think he has an inflated sense of ego, but he's trying to do the right thing. And because his ego, I don't. earthliness and his spirituality, they're in conflict. And you can see that constantly in what he's, what the fuck he's saying. He's on the right path, but his ego won't let him get there all the way. Kanye West, I'm, I'm going to put it frank, and I'm going to leave it at this. Kanye West saw the same thing Joel Osteen and fucking T.D. Jakes and Creflo Dollar saw when they became mega pastors. They saw a form of revenue, a revenue stream. They saw that the black community is the most acceptable community, and they will literally hand you over their fucking money for nothing. But that's Kanye, ego. People, that's the ego part of him. Listen. Kanye West, since he's been doing this church thing, you know what he's brought up in every interview? You know what he just said in his last interview that he was going to change his, met, his name to Kanye West 
uh, billionaire. Billionaire. Jesus. You know he's brought up in every interview. He was brought up money. He brought up the fact that he was broke and he got since he's been uh, doing Sunday services and all his other stuff. He's got he got sixty eight million dollars back on his tax return. He's brought up money because he sees this as the, Kanye West doesn't see this as healing the community. He doesn't see this as healing himself. He doesn't see this as the right thing. He sees this as a form of a way to make money in a form of revenue. That's why he's Kanye brought West up doesn't care money, about the everything. Because the community is not one of his problems. I literally just explained that to you. The only thing that Kanye West at this up, point is worried about is that you feel like is, Kanye West is, 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 has good intentions. How does he have good intentions when he's taking advantage of, of African American people? How are your intentions are good when all you your when, when literally you're all, I didn't even think that's you, what you were talking that. about. No. You said he had good intentions. I said that uh, you you know he to I said that his ego I said that his ego and his spiritual side are at conflict and you can see that in everything that he is doing. You said I think Kanye West is well intended, and I but I think his ego was spared. You you said well intended. I promise you did. Did I say that? I didn't mean that then, because yeah. I don't necessarily think that his intentions are even the best. I think that Kanye West ego is so large and out of control that he's only worried about things that affect Kanye West in his little bubble of whatever his Kanye West truth is. And if you're anything outside of that bubble, then he doesn't have to give a fuck about you because it doesn't directly affect him. So I think that even that is what he has carried over into his Christian, whatever he's doing with this Christian album. I would have loved for old Kanye, Jesus walks Kanye to be the Kanye who's making Christian music right now. But that's not the Kanye that- Even that, my point is, we didn't notice it, but even that Kanye was lost. How you figure? Even that, like I told you, that George Bush when he went on, George Bush don't care about black people. Kanye he said don't. that shit. Did you see his face change? That he has the same facial change that he has now when it seems like he's having an episode. I'm not joking. Kanye West has always been lost. Kanye, Kanye West has always been egotistical. He has always thought like Donald Trump. Kanye West has always done interviews where he said, no, ain't nobody doing what Kanye doing. Can't nobody do it the way Kanye did. I was the first person rocking Pete Polos, even when they thought Pete Polos would hurt the rock. I was the first person do. He's done those interviews. Do you know the, the night he got to I want you to go back and watch this. Type in Kanye West interview before car crash. The night he got into a car crash, if I'm not mistaken, he was either in a in a studio session with Ludacris or somebody, but if there was a, a, a cameraman there, he has Kanye West on interview. Kanye West has like a Maserati sitting outside the studio, and Kanye West goes on this rant about how ain't nobody doing what he doing, and uh, he about to make all these different things popular, and, and he the best to do it, and then he goes off and gets in the car crash. Kanye West has been the same person, and people are like, man, what happened to Kanye? We want old Kanye. I promise you, if you literally go back and look at old Kanye West interviews, he has never changed. He has been the same person always. I think, I think 
what it is, and let me let me see if I can just try to explain this and put it in my own terms. I think what it is is he wants to be well intended. He really does want this to be about God, but his ego is so big that he can't help but to talk about himself in those in those same terms. Like Kanye West did this. Instead of God made it possible for me to do this, it's all about what Kanye West did. So that can't that in itself cancels out the intention of it being about God, if that makes sense. We got the Yeezus album. Kanye honestly my opinion is I see another, this is going to possibly end up in another Jamestown. Remember the Jamestown massacre where that guy let all them, all the people that got in the drink? Whatever the concoction he made to, the, 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 to get people to drink magic Kool-Aid and kill them. I think Kanye West is going to start a call. Well, he if, is, um, honestly, is did, did you not hear about Kanye West? He, he just he just said he, he he is looking to buy a plot of land in Calabasas to make to, to create a compound on it. Yeah, he's they said that about during the his during, own community. But I don't know. They said that, that they said that during the the making of this Jesus King album, he asked everyone to abstain from sex, abstain from sex, from sexual intercourse. Kanye West is, I, I promise, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it here first, Kanye West is going to start a cult. Maybe he's already started one, but I, I don't honestly Kanye, he has, and we, and we, it's right under our noses, and we don't even fucking notice it. I see another Jamestown is going to happen. I don't know how far he'll get, because I don't necessarily think his wife supports it all that much. I think she's about sick of his shit. Honestly, you know, this thing will get so big, it'll grow outside of her. She'll probably leave him. I, I, I've been saying this for a while, but Kim Kardashian will leave Kanye West. I They'll think they've split been setting it up Kanye for her to leave him the last couple years, in all honesty. Yes, I don't think it lasts much longer. And when it, and when it falls down, when it all falls down, <laughs> when that falls when down, I honestly think that. I honestly think that that's when we're going to see all this shit start to manifest. I'm standing here for Kanye West is starting to call. Well, you never know. Ye- the 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 phrase Yeezus wasn't for no reason. The 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 fact I that he's been know. talking about starting his own community. The the fact that he's been talking about starting his own community, it wasn't for no reason. This is all a uh, it's all business or something bigger, and I think it's a cult. Yeah, I'm not going to be a part of it, and I don't know anybody who really fucks with Kanye these days, um, heavy, tough enough to join a cult, so I'm not worried about being drafted. Nephew, we got one more topic for today, man. This is a serious one. Um, we're not even going to stay on this topic long, but we do have to discuss it because there's a petition going around. There's still time to sign a petition. Um, Texas right now is preparing to execute a gentleman named Rodney Reed, um, there amid a flood of new evidence pointing to his innocence. Not only that, even when he was convicted, they didn't even have the evidence to convict him. Uh, this man has he has been a death row inmate. He's done 30 years in prison, and his execution date is coming up. Um, yeah, shout out to I don't, West wife, I don't Kim West. Um, she's currently working on an initiative um, through her prison reform initiative to um, try and get the governor to um, give him a stay of execution. 
Um, there has been all types of police officers and um, people involved in policing who have come to his defense saying that he is an innocent man and should not be in jail. So this is definitely something that not only we should be keeping our eye on because no one who is innocent should be sentenced to death, let alone executed. Um, we should also all be rushing to sign the petition um, and get as much information about the case as possible. This is something we wanted to bring to everyone's awareness um, so that we can kind of get the word out there and hopefully he'll get a stay of execution before um, his actual execution. <laughs> Side note, I know we're talking about Rodney Reed now, right now. I want to, honestly, I give the Kardashians a lot of flop because I think they're with you. But, and I, I'm being all, I, I'm being sincere in the fact that I say I think they're witches. Now, I'm not talking about like witches with a B in front of it. I'm talking about actual witches because of what they do to men. But seriously, what Kim Kardashian is doing, I honestly think that we have to start giving her a round of applause for it because she is really out here making a difference. And I think she's growing outside of who she is. Uh, not only that, I also learned that you don't actually have to go to school to be a lawyer as long as you can pass the bar. You didn't know that? You don't actually have to go to school to be a lawyer? Never, I never fucking knew that you could take the bar exam and if you pass it, you're a lawyer. Yeah, you can do the same And apparently thing. that's what she's actually doing. She has a study team and she, she has lawyers working for her now with all these cases, but in the long run, she wants to be able to fight these cases for her, 